is back to school time, but it's a whole different ball game for kids who've not been in school. Well, they've only been in school on and off um, for the course of the pandemic. While they do really want to go back, I have talked to some kids who are, they're getting bombarded the same as adults with scary messages and there's a lot of uncertainty around COVID. So while they're really happy to see their friends, they're also a bit concerned um, about what's going to happen in terms of vaccines and, and COVID and things like that. So today I'm talking to Angel Graham, who's a social worker at Pathstone Mental Health for Children. And Pathstone has put together a guide for parents on the five positives of going back to school for your kids. Hi, Angel. Hi, good morning. I really had hoped that maybe we would never have to talk again about COVID and kids, but here we are. Yeah. Uh, very positive that kids are are starting back to school and i know even a few weeks could make a, a big difference I, I know there's some reservations i heard you say there too like even perhaps even some parents you know what to expect that sort of thing but it's in children's best interest not only for their mental health but their physical health uh in terms of going back i know um I believe it was August 17th, and I apologize if I'm incorrect with the date, but you know how our government has announced that all teachers, healthcare workers have to be double vaxxed. So that is to the benefit so kids can remain in school, right? And so you have CHEO Hospital, uh, McMaster's Children's Hospital, we have our Sick Kids Hospital, CMHO, they're all backing that for the benefit so kids can stay in school. So even though I know Janice, there's growing concerns about a fourth wave and the spread of this Delta variant, excuse me. Um, but as the man, the mandate mandatory uh, double vaccination vaccination, oh gosh, I apologize <laughs> uh, for adults is to the benefit for children to also stay in school. And then of course we have those that are 12 and over that can also get the vac vaccination. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of teens, and I can tell you even at Pathstone on my caseload there, um, because I don't ask clients if they've been vaccinated or not, that's, you know, that's um, a privacy issue, but teens will openly share and they'll come to session really, we are still, we're doing in-person with masks on, um, but they'll come and you can tell they're like, smiling because their eyes like oh, i just got my backs you know and they're excited so the teenagers know what's going on whereas i think when you said there's some anxiety um there's sort of that i would say maybe my the middle age group is a little more anxious because they don't know exact like they know about covid right they've they've heard about it the younger ones so you're talking like the four and fives and sixes they may not know any different so they'll be more adaptable but it's that like uh tween group apologize that's probably um may have more anxiety than some of the high school kids but of course it depends on whatever their experience was pre-pandemic pre to school like what they felt about school as well as what they were feeling come april like when you said uh school went out it was that april that they changed the spring break right from march break to april and then everything shut down and then you're also going to have this group of kids that have actually been out of school since uh, March, Friday, March 13th of 2020, who only did virtual and never came back to in-person learning. So there's that, that pool, that cluster of children that have actually been out of the classroom, like the in-person learning for a year and a half, right? And I have a young girl um, on my caseload that is very anxious about that. And the way if you're a parent, 
that you want to sort of bring that anxiety down for, for that particular pool of kids is you want to remind them what school was like pre-pandemic, right? Remember, you used to go to school, no problem. It's going to be the same thing. You're going to see your friends. So you're going to highlight what did you like about school before? And the good thing this time around with back to school is they're bringing back recreational activities. So if your kids were into any activities at all, you can remind them that, oh yeah, you're going to get to try out the basketball team. You know, they're starting... Um, I know some kids are excited, the boys, about playing, not that girls can't, for the record, um, about going back to the football field and their coach has already been in talks with them, which is fantastic. Um, so I think, um, you know, there's there's some parents and teachers that are are helping normalize the return by, by priming kids about what used to exist pre-pandemic, we're now going to bring back. It is going to look different, right? But it's we need it back we sort of want to get back to we'll never get back to pre-covid per se but it's this new normal and the one thing about not just like children we know are resilient and adaptable but even us adults human beings are highly resilient um that's how we've been structured i apologize i should turn off my cell phone um but um but if you think about it, I mean, we we've overcome so much. Like if you think about World War One, World War Two, and we kept going 9-11, COVID-19, we're going to continue to thrive and move forward. But it's what we all do together that's going to keep us in that direction. What about kids who are not getting vaccinated? Because so, I, I do know and in that over 12 group, there are parents who are who are very concerned about the vaccine, their parents and people who feel like there wasn't enough research. It, it came on very quickly. And we do know that there can be breakthrough for people who are double vaccinated. And we do know that Delta is uh, stronger and there's a bigger chance of that. But what about kids who aren't double vaccinated? Um, how do their friends deal with something like that? Is that going to cause a worry and anxiety? I, I, you know what? I honestly don't know. I mean, I think some kids, so the teens, um, if their peers are doing it, they may want to do it. They may want to have the conversation with their parents. Um, I can only speak as a parent myself, even though I'm a clinician. Um, I, I, I myself, and I don't mind self-disclosing, I've been double vaxxed, right? And I think right at the start of this, I disclosed to you that I um, just got back from a mini little vacation with my son. And um, just so we didn't have those selfies, I actually asked someone, do you mind taking a picture with us with my cell phone? And I self-disclosed, I'm double vaxxed. And the people were like, oh, of course, no problem, right? Um, but I'm more concerned as a parent of a child who's under the age of 12 who can't get vaccinated. So for me as a parent, not even just as a clinician, but as a parent whose child can't be vaccinated, I'm, I'm more concerned for knowing if um, I, I'm out with a group and that group of people, for whatever reason, like even if it was a family member was not vaccinated, then my son couldn't kind of interact because he's sort of in that unprotected bubble, right? So yeah, there are those between 12 and 17 that for whatever reason, their parents may choose not to, and that's fine. That's, that's you know, you have to weigh out your pros and cons and do what's in your best interest. But I'm on the other end, more concerned about, I've got a kid who can't get vaccinated. Whereas COVID-19, that strain, wasn't, for whatever reason, it was sort of targeting and hitting you know, our elderly and most vulnerable populations, um, those with weakened immune systems. But this Delta variant that you sort of mentioned, um, 
it's actually hitting young kids, right? So um, for me, that becomes worrisome as a parent. So I'm grateful that our government has mandated that healthcare workers, including myself, those of us in the front line, as well as teachers, have to get the vaccination because what we're doing then is we're protecting those that can't get the vaccination, right? So that's that's the whole idea is we're we're you're it's not necessarily you're getting it even for yourself, right? We're getting it for those who aren't able to get it for whatever reason. Um, but by the same token, I'll be honest, Janice, when they because I know Pfizer and all I, I'm blanking on the other manufacturers and I apologize. Moderna and that, AstraZeneca. Yes, the, the the you know, and all the researchers, they're even working to come up with one for kids under 12 right now, right? But even as a parent that I have a little fear of, oh, okay, am I going to give that to my kid right away? Right? So there's there's that too. So I, I fall into that category too. And I really get where parents are coming from. But I mean, we have to think, and I know too, it's interesting because some people are like, well, those other vaccinations have been out for a long time. Yes, but modern science has advanced, right? Like polo, polio, excuse me. We are fortunate that we have vaccinations that have protected protected us from other diseases, right? Um, and if those weren't in place, our, our children would already be at risk going to schools for a multitude of health issues. Um, but thanks to modern medicine and really good scientists and researchers, we are able to kind of get back to sort of a new normal right now, and hopefully we'll continue to move forward despite the potential for, you know, a fourth wave and all of that. But as long as we're continuing to be smart and by that, I mean, like, um, even though we were out on a little mini vacation in Toronto, we were still wearing our masks, maintaining six feet distance. You know what I mean? Like, and I have to say that a lot of places now, and this is just a quick little note, and then we'll get back to the topic. Like even the CN Tower, you have to book your time to go in. And there was very minimal people. It was actually a pleasant experience <laughs> because you're booked. Like we were booked at 11 and there wasn't a crowd and they handled right. it all. You didn't have to line up for 45 minutes or an hour to get in. That's that's good. Right. And you're not, you're not like, and there's sanitization stations everywhere and people are wearing masks. And you know what? Um, I think my son's a little probably more social because I'm like, you know, outgoing and stuff, but people were friendly and just glad to talk to humans again. Right. And I think as, as parents, part of our jobs is to prime our kids for going back. So for the ones that, you know, are experiencing anxiety, I think one of the biggest ones would be separation anxiety. Um, because for some kids, they have been with their parents, right? And their families for so long. You have to think in January, remember that mandatory lockdown? We, there was, um, I, I'm just going to say Christmas, the holiday break, yeah, right? Yeah. And then we were all confined to our homes in January. It was a mandatory province-wide lockdown. Um, so then you're sort of all together again. And then we had another lockdown for the kids from school, right? So then you're all confined together again. So there's this group of kids that are going to experience a lot of separation because now I've been so close to my, my especially the little younger ones, mom and dad, and now I got to go back to school. So that's that added fear that they, they may not understand why they still can't hang out with mom and dad right so we have to remind them that it's it's okay now to get close to other people again and you want to like prime them about going back to school so the best way to start priming uh for the 
well, even high school kids need to be reminded because they stay up till like two or three in the morning right now because it's summer, right? So even my my kid who is nine, um, in the summertime, he stays up to like 9, 30, 10. But I can tell you last night, now vacation's over. He knows for the two weeks leading up to back to school, right? His bedtime slowly changes. But the good thing about that that works to our advantage as parents is daylight also changes. It starts to get darker earlier. So you can start to prime your kids and they'll work with you because um, they would fight you in the past to say, well, it's still light out. It's still light out. It's like 930 and the sun's still out, right? It's not bedtime. But if you start to prime them for that, um, you also can prime them and get them excited about going back to school, um, back to school shopping, maybe involve them in that. Um, my kid picked out his backpack, you know, so you're getting them excited. I know all kids need indoor shoes um, as well as outdoor runners, which. Yeah, I know in the in the the five recommendations, one of them was, you know, some kids don't like to do back to school shopping and some do. I didn't ever want to go back to school, but I loved going and getting my new pencil case and picking out colored pencils. Um, of course, not when I was in high school, but erasers and all of those little things that you could get. And I'm still addicted to picking out pens. I'll go to the, you know, the store and I'll try 65 pens and then decide none of them work. Right? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, right. So yeah, you're right. There are going to be those that want to partake in that and there are going to be those that mom you just go pick it up or dad or whatever right but that is a way you can sort of start to prime them and make it exciting for them about the going back or you know what would you like for lunch this you know this week and or what do you think we need for that back to school um because the other thing is you need to start to prime them for routine right because they've been out of the routine of going to school for so long it's re reasonable excuse me so please do not freak out. It's reasonable that your kids are going to struggle that first week or so. But what happens is once we start to establish a routine, it, it gets a, gets easier, right? It gets easier for everybody, right? Um, and you are gonna have those kids that are gonna be excited about going back to school and you're gonna have some of those kids that aren't. But um, a lot of kids are also excited, even my son about the social piece, right? I get to see my friends again. So that that's a good thing. Um, but parents do have a complicated mission of dealing with the all this anxiety and perhaps uncertainty. And part of our job is just to basically reassure our children that it's safe to be away from us while also encouraging our kids to be careful and preparing them to be flexible in case the situation changes, right? So, I mean, part of that by being safe is, I mean, my kid knows, you know, to wash his hands. They know that now, right? And they know they have to wear a mask. Um, and uh, so just giving them those gentle reminders. Um, and then of course, if your kid is too clingy or fearful about separating from you, so that's usually the ones, some nine and 10 year olds may be experiencing that, but that's usually the eight, eights and under. Um, it's most important for us as parents to just stay calm and stay positive. Um, if your child is telling you that they're worried or having negative feelings, what you want to do ultimately is validate that and let them have a safe space to sort of express that, like in how they feel. Um, you don't want to feed into it too much though, okay? That's really important. And you want to help them think of something they can do about it, right? Because we all experience anxiety, including myself, um, but it's how do we then deal with it, right? Because anxiety is normal, but what we have to remember is our worries. It's kind of like the rain, although I wish we would get more rain now. <laughs> <laughs> my grass is so dry <laughs> but it's like the rain i often say to kids you know um when it rains there's a rain forever and they're like 
well, no. And I said, yeah, eventually it stops. And then the, you know, the sun comes out and we can go out and play. Um, but when it rains, you know, we may not get to do our activities. So we have to come up with something else in the interim. But our worries are like that as well, right? They come and they go. They don't stay forever, okay? And it's, um, it's important that you talk about that with them. Also, I have to say, we as parents and caregivers, excuse me, because, you know, you could be grandma or grandpa raising the child, I have no idea. You set the tone as the adult, okay? Um, the most important thought about going back to school is that parents or caregivers lead the charge ultimately it's us that lead the charge if you lead with your own anxiety because i know for some parents they're anxious too right and pathstone clinicians by the way i do parenting sessions as well as working with the kids and the children we do family sessions but i am more than happy as well as would be my colleagues to offer a parenting session with one a child that's already active on our caseload in terms of tips and how to help them sort of role model and manage their own anxiety so their children's anxiety levels don't go up, right? Um, because what happens is if you lead with your own anxiety, you're only going to fuel, it's like adding gasoline to your car, you're just going to fuel the child's anxiety. So what you want to say what you know, like in terms of COVID-19 or um, in terms of preparation and what you know, the DSBN as well as Niagara Catholic District School Board, for those of us here in Niagara, they've put together, you know, what's going on. I've already received my email. So you can share what you know with your children. Um, you can even read the, the email or if they're high school kids, they can read it themselves, right? Um, but you also want to answer questions and act calm, even if you're not. <laughs> so right, if right. Because it can be really, it can be really hard uh, for kids, especially teenagers, to say, "Hey, I'm feeling anxious." They want to be strong. They don't want their friends to think, "Oh, you know, anxiety." Well, that person's, you know, I don't want to be their friend. So, parents, um, I can see that that parents have to, you know, they can lead that charge, and then they can help their child understand that it's okay and to get some help. And uh, so getting help, um, I wanted to talk to you about Pathstone has been extremely busy getting uh, programs together for kids. And you have opened a bunch of new walk-in clinics where, where uh, there's no need for an appointment or even to have a health card. No, you don't. Our, our walk-in clinics don't require a health um sorry, a health card. They're accessible to anyone in the Niagara region and they're different locations all throughout Niagara region and they operate on different days, right? So um, in Beamsville, for example, we, I believe ours is at the Fleming Center, which is in uh, the library there, but it's, I don't know which day of the week. So when you call our number, um, what they'll do is they'll, they'll let you know, like they can book you an appointment right away for that location. If you're in Fort Erie and you need one in the Fort Erie location, they would do that. It just may not be that specific day that you're calling. Our main building, which is in St. Catharines, we offer the walk-in Monday through Friday there. So each area, whether it's Welland, uh, Niagara Falls, et cetera, they have alternate days in which they offer it. But walk-in is available to anyone and you don't have to be an active client, as well as our crisis line is available 24 seven. 
parents as well as uh, children or teenagers can access that number at any time from they can ask just a simple question or if something's really stressing them out and then what happens sometimes too is um, with those crisis calls is they'll actually even recommend perhaps giving out contact Niagara's number so that they can do a full intake and get access to services on an ongoing basis or uh, they may even suggest uh, coming in for a walk-in, right? So it's, it depends on what their needs are. And sometimes you just need that reassurance of the uh, telephone call, right? And get a few ideas. And Pathstone TV, you are the star of two <laughs> videos on Pathstone TV, but it's an awesome page to go to because there's, uh, I don't know how many videos now, but, but uh, Pastone's constantly adding videos to it, covering everything. Your there's a video from you on on the five steps to go back to school. There's yep. anxiety, um, just a whole host of things that people yep. can watch, and then get an idea of of uh, what what it is that their child is going through and what kind of help they can get. And that's the thing about Pastone that I've always thought was great was, in, and like you said, you treat families as well. It's, it is family therapy. It's yeah. not bring your kid, drop them off, and, and you don't have anything to do with it. So there's a, a whole sense of um, security there for parents. Well, because, um, sorry, Janice, because the thing is, like, kids are part of a family unit, right? And so we all impact one another. Um, I just want to say one thing, and I know you had some other questions for me too, but just so um, when I said about leading the charge, it's really important to, um, just while this thought's in my head, um, try not to ask leading questions. So an example of what I mean by leading question, don't ask, like, I'm not going to ask my kid, are you nervous about going to school tomorrow? Like the first day, because then that actually then indicates to your child that there's something to be worried about. Okay. We don't want to do that. What we want to do is um, if children have questions you can't answer, you can say, that's a really good question. I'm not sure, but I can find out where to get the answer to that, right? You could call our number. You could show the kid the number to call, or you could say, let's start a list with questions we have. Kids actually appreciate knowing what you're doing to manage the situation and also um, what they themselves can do. So working together to ask and answer questions can help them stay calm. And what you're actually doing then is you're teaching your children um, that it's okay to have to have questions, but we can always find the answers, right? But we don't ever want to ask leading questions because then it sort of plants little seeds <laughs> and those right. seeds grow and they can grow into weeds instead of beautiful flowers. And that's music. Oh my gosh, that's the first time I ever came up with that. But just uh, that we, we don't want that kind of a garden, right? <laughs> yeah, because you're almost, it's like you said, you're, you're suggesting that that's a possibility. And that could be an overwhelming feeling that they have when they go back to school and they're, they're looking and looking and looking and looking for it at a time where they should be having more fun. Um, they, they have to ca catch up a lot on their social interaction and how to be with their friends. Um, we could talk forever, but, um, <laughs> but I have to wrap this up uh, for today. And can you just give me, I know if you go to pastonementalhealth.ca, any parent or any child will we'll see a pop up there with a link directly to the five steps you can take to prepare your kid to go back to school but what were those numbers again do you know do you have those numbers for the uh emergencies 
So uh, for immediate assistance, of course, our walk-in clinic, or you can call crisis services, which is 1-800-263-4944. And as I said, that number is available 24 hours. If I said that too fast, um, again, it's 1-800-263-4944. And you would think after 12 years, I would know that off my heart. So I apologize. You have, you have a lot of things that you have to remember and have in, in your brain as usual. I know yeah. we're going to talk again because yeah. we'll talk in a month or so about how kids are adapting and hopefully they've stayed in school during that period. Uh, but thank you again. You're always wonderful to talk to. And thank um, you. Yeah. So uh, I'll see you in, in a few months. Sounds wonderful. Have a wonderful day and wishing all the kids in Niagara a great return back to school as well as the teachers and their parents.